What's up, honey? I'm Sadi Simone. For years, I was looking for a spiritual sanctuary, but never felt like I fit into the wellness space. I was so turned off by the idea that I had to fit into what spirituality should look like or should sound like, I carved out a niche of my own. By embracing my spiritual sassy nature, I became an embodied permission slip to allow others to do the same. Spiritually sass is owning where you fall on the many spectrums of life, living in the complex gray areas between normal and nonconformist. Whether you identify as plain vanilla or sparkly rainbow gelato, my community welcomes and celebrates you in all your delicious potential. This podcast is for people longing for an avant-garde awakening. On the Spiritually Sassy Show, we're going to explore and celebrate what it means to show up in your full power, feeling fabulous, looking fabulous, and making a fabulous impact together. One guest at a time, we're revolutionizing and redefining what it means to be spiritual in today's modern world. Okay, so before we get today's episode started, let's talk about sex, honey. For so long, I could not talk about sex. It was tragic. Sex is so stigmatized. And as a member of the queer community, oh my goodness, it felt even more taboo to talk about openly. It took me a long time and a lot of healing and such deep, profound, radical acceptance work. But honey, we have to recognize that sex and pleasure are an epic, gorgeous, stunning, fascinating, and necessary parts of the human experience on a physical, emotional, mental, and yes, on a spiritual level. And it's time that we change our relationship with this natural and beautiful part of our lives. Sex and pleasure can help you heal. Period. Dame is my go-to. Dame, D-A-M-E, is my go-to for products that help me cultivate connection. If you know what I mean, honey. They've helped me to take my power back in a bedroom and beyond. Whether you're rolling solo, sharing a quickie, or making intimate love with your long-term partner or partners, Dame has the products and resources to give your sex life life category life, honey. And don't forget, for each pleasurable sexual experience that you have, you have to dedicate the healing to all people by wishing that all people, with no exception, may feel free, happy, and relaxed in their bodies like that. And as a spiritually sassy show listener, Dame is offering you 10% off your first order. Just visit dameproducts.com slash sa and prepare to have fun. Hello, my darlings, and welcome to a new episode of the Spiritually Sassy Show. Today's episode is with the legendary Dr. Suhas. Dr. Suhas is a world-renowned Ayurvedic physician and educator from India, born of a traditional Rig Vedic family. He holds an MD in Ayurvedic medicine with a gold medal from the prestigious Pune University in India. He's an accomplished Ayurvedic physician who has traveled worldwide popularizing Ayurvedic medicine, setting up clinics, training health professionals, formulating products for various companies, and seeing patients. 
He's an internationally acclaimed motivational speaker, experienced clinician, researcher, and an insightful medical astrologer who adds tremendous value to his clients and students alike. Dr. Suhas has shared the stage with Deepak Chopra, Dr. Wayne Dyer, and Tony Robbins. He is a feature presenter at Dr. Oz's show and several other television and radio programs. He's currently the director of Ayurvedic Healing Inc., an integrative wellness clinic in Santa Cruz, California. Oh my goodness. Community, are you ready for this new episode of the Spiritually Sassy Show? Today I'm sitting here with a true legend, someone who has had a huge part in in making what America is today, this more spiritual, more mindful, more meditative uh, community and, and society. Dr. Suhas has had his his hand in a lot of what we see today. So it's truly such an iconic, delicious, powerful, it's such an honor for me to be able to have access to talk to someone like you. Uh, welcome to the show, Dr. Suhas. Thank you, sir. It's absolutely joy and honor and always a pleasure to be with you. Oh, my dear. Thank you so much. We met the first time uh, in person when I was uh, teaching at Deepak Chopra's retreat. And I was so intimidated because everyone looks up to you, Dr. Suhas. And I'm like, oh, shit. Now we get to share the stage. We get to talk together. What's happening? Uh, and that was the first time we met. And when I got to meet you on stage and then off the stage, you know, just on a personal note, um, you are truly an embodied yogi. Uh, you know, just really, it's really incredible to see someone who, with such vast reach, such immense knowledge and wisdom, um, so relaxed and, and, and so kind. And I was so pleased to meet you too, because what what really struck me was that uh, people people get too serious about about Vedanta and the life philosophy, and as if you are to guide someone and coach someone and and mentor someone. So you come with so much of uh, trauma and seriousness, and you make it sound so lively and fun. Oh, thank that's you. that's so interesting because that's who you are. That's how you think. Mm-hmm. That's how you talk. That's how you communicate. Mm-hmm. And I think spirituality doesn't have to be serious. It has to be fun. It has to be practical, and it has to be applicable. Mm-hmm. So because true. I think I think that 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 lightness of being is something so important that we often miss. Mm-hmm. So true. And I remember one of my gurus, uh, Jitsuma Tenzin Palmo, said, "There's six paramitas. There's six perfections in the Buddhist scriptures that were that we're mm-hmm. supposed to develop. The seventh is what I think you're here to teach." And I was like, "What?" The seventh was joy, and we were talking about that. And I was like, "Oh wow, okay, I see it." And I, I, you know, metaphorically and literally fell off the seat that I was on when I was talking to her because that was such a, a, a like a, a clear moment of like validation that I was on the right path and I was doing the right thing. So thank you for saying that. I really appreciate you saying that so much. <laughs> and and if you look at your journey or my journey so far, someone is guiding us from point A to point B all along. That's right. It's helping us to become better uh, at who you are, at our own being, I would say. Mm-hmm. And slowly everything that we do 
every person that we speak communicate including today talking to you mm-hmm. is reshaping our identity is deepening our belief system is helping us to bring the best out of us mm-hmm. and i think if we start looking at our life from that perspective mm-hmm. then every experience is truly joyful mm, i love this beautiful and the first question i ask every guest is who are you right now This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Who I am right now? I'm just like a curious child looking at every experience as it is happening in the moment without any baggage of the past without any anxiety or worry about the future mm. just just absorbing in the moment looking at every time and every time i get get caught up into thinking about future or the past i just allow myself to be grounded here mm. and the moment i do that i think we often get bogged down by our anxieties of the future mm-hmm. and our traumas from the past mm-hmm. and if we just bifurcate those then we are who we are at this given moment mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we are learning we are growing and more importantly we are breathing mm-hmm. still mm-hmm. together that's right that's right i love that it's such a um it's such a a, a big task right to like make peace with the past and not be worried about the future It takes a lot of effort to experience the effortlessness of the present moment. How did you come about, you know, being who you are, like being a medical Vedic astrologer? Well, I never thought that this is what my career description would be where you're uh, like the first so person I've ever met who has that title. I hope you know. <laughs> well, I mean there are few people who do that, but uh-huh. I I never planned that. That's It right. evolved. And that's what I mean to say. Mm-hmm. You evolve, you learn, you continue to grow and learn new things every day and you kind of apply to what you know already and how you can select the tool that works the most and let go of the others that don't serve you anymore. Mm-hmm. Because um there's there's a saying in medicine that a physician at the start of his practice writes many medicines for one disease and the same physician toward the end of his practice writes only one medicine for many diseases wow mm. so as we evolve we we try to understand and what i have learned over a period of time mm-hmm. is that yes medicine is important we are talking about migraines and arthritis and variety of different things but where the shoe is really pinching is their mind their emotions their traumas their experiences their emotional health and well-being mm-hmm. and i think astrology jyotish without going into too much of fortune telling just looking at as a tool for transpersonal psychology provides us a wonderful template mm-hmm. to integrate yoga ayurveda jyotish vedantic wisdom counseling mm-hmm. everything put together on a little platform that we can communicate So spirituality and medicine has always been going hand in hand for ages together. Mm-hmm. Means you won't believe that um, mm-hmm. uh, the licenses for medical doctors were issued by church in 1700s. 
Okay. Oh my God. Okay. This is so the good. The church mm. was to issue the medical license in 1700. So uh, when people were sick, instead of taking them to the hospital, they were taking it to the church. And the nuns who were serving them or helping them were called sisters at that time. Mm-hmm. Okay. So mm. you were taking them to, to the home of the God mm. and you were helping them in the name of healing mm-hmm. with God. Mm-hmm. And last hundred years in the name of evidence-based medicine, we are trying to take the God out of medicine. We are trying to take the spirituality out of medicine Mm. because we want to be so practical, rational, objective, and we don't want to deal with anything esoteric, Mm -hmm. anything which is not Mm evidence-based. And we took the whole healing out of health Mm -hmm. and well-being. And I think it's high time. Mm -hmm. It's high time Mm -hmm. for us because Mm -hmm. spirituality Mm -hmm. is is an interesting word. Mm -hmm. Spirit simply means breathe. If you really look at the etymological meaning of spirit, it means to breathe. Mm-hmm. Okay, inspire, inspiration, breathe mm-hmm. in, breathing in the prana. That's what it is. Uh, okay, uh-huh. so if breathing is what spirituality is, it is nothing to do with any religion, mm-hmm. in any caste, creed, or uh, location anywhere in the world. Mm-hmm. And if that force of life that keeps us alive mm-hmm. is common in every living entity around us, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. then we just have to be living in accordance with the law of nature. Mm-hmm. To find our spiritual belief system is to find our connection, our communion with mother nature around. Mm-hmm. And in order to do that, I think that's the transformation that currently the medicine is going through. Mm-hmm. Medicine mm-hmm. is a, at a crossroad right now. Mm-hmm. And we are trying to talk to our patients to ask few questions that nobody talks about. Physical mm-hmm. health, mm-hmm. emotional, career health and well-being, mm-hmm. financial health and well-being, social health and well-being, community health and well-being. All of those things were never a part of medicine. And now it's all coming together. Mm-hmm. Finding your purpose, feeling mm-hmm. comfortable with the job that you do. Mm-hmm finding peace with the money that you have, Mm -hmm. getting along with the people that you work with Mm -hmm. or you live with, Mm -hmm. finding your core group Mm -hmm. to hang out with as a spiritual core group or satsang. Mm -hmm. All of that is becoming a core team that is helping you to not only be healthy, but be that way Mm -hmm. from any perspective. Mm -hmm. And I I think the transformation, and Deepak is truly a pioneer, to help us lead into that that area as such. Mm-hmm. But I think slowly, all the new research that is coming out is going back to the very, very basics that Ayurveda and yoga have been talking around for thousands of years. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So what would you say is like the first thing that people should do if they're feeling stuck? You know, more like a psychological stuck, more like they're, they're sort of like their trauma is so heavy for them and they, they feel like they, they have no, they feel stuck. Uh, frozen by what happened to them? Well, physical movement, and you're a true believer into that, okay? Uh, We often use the body to quiet the mind. Mm. If we keep on using the mind to quiet the mind, it's less likely it won't happen, Mm. okay? You have to use the body to quiet the mind. Mm. And sometimes you have to use the mind to quiet the pain and the suffering in the body itself. So movement is the key. Genius. I'm loving this. Keep going. I'm like, yes, 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 yes. Because I dance regularly and exercise regularly. Mm -mm. Keep going. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. Mm. And and that's the way to quiet down the dancing mind. 
Okay. Dancing the body is the best way to find <laughs> the dancing mind. So which true. Is like a mon- it's like a monkey uh, uh-huh, everywhere. Okay? Yes. Oh, my so God. I need to write this down. That's quiet. so good. Uh-huh. Keep going. Oh, my yeah. God. Use the body to quiet your mind. That's one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Number two is, is from an Ayurvedic perspective, we think that our body is nothing but light and energy. And whatever you nourish and nurture and whatever you put into the body mm-hmm. is what is going to assume a form of light and energy. Mm-hmm. And the purity of foods, quality of the water, mm-hmm. the quality of interactions, experiences that you ingest, mm-hmm. okay, has to be a little bit more clean and pure. Mm-hmm. So it does boil down to diet, sleep, and exercise. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. If you're paying attention to not only sleep with the quality of the sleep that you get, but the quality of rest you get through meditation. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of research that tells us that in meditation, you get much deeper sleep, uh, much deeper rest than even sleep. Mm-hmm. When you're meditating, your heart rate, pulse rate, metabolic rate, everything slows down. So it provides you a deeper quality rest. Mm-hmm. So the best way to heal the trauma is to move the body, mm-hmm. is to purify the diet and work with variety of different tools with your Vedic counselor or your life coach or someone who can mentor you and guide you to go beyond the trauma because trauma is what we are holding on to. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. It's, you, you were in Nepal and you studied with uh, mm-hmm. different monasteries with so many uh, eminent monks, but the kleshas in the Buddhist tradition that we talk about. Mm-hmm. Because even the klesha that you're talking is unreal to a certain extent. That's okay? right. It is unreal. You're you're clinging on to that with abhinivation. Mm-hmm. You're clinging on to something that is unreal. And the, the intensity of that trauma is so real, so strong, that you're unable to go beyond that and understand that why it is happening and how superficial that trauma is. Mm-hmm. And once you put that work in place through deeper state of awareness, meditation, Contemplation, okay? Contemplation is important because you have to contemplate, you have to read, write, understand slowly without being too serious about it. Mm -hmm. You can lighten up the load. Mm -hmm. And it boils down to basic human emotions of of love and joy and compassion and forgiveness Mm -hmm. and understanding that our life is more on a a spectrum scale. And that's where the Jyotish comes into effect, that uh, every experience has has a correcting factor from point A to point B that why was I born in this world in so-called Brazil Mm -hmm. with these kind of parents and what am I doing in Los Angeles now? Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So someone is guiding you from point A to point B. And when you enter your date, place and time of birth, it actually creates a map of your life. Mm -hmm. This is where you're going from point A to point B to point C. This is, who you hang out with, this is who you become, this is how your belief system changes, certain planetary phases, transits, people that you meet, the the the, the phases in life, sometimes they're challenging, sometimes they're difficult, mm-hmm. sometimes they're very uplifting. Mm-hmm. All of that, amalgamation of that is exactly who you have become mm-hmm. today. And every person mm-hmm. for that matter. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So looking at that gives us great insights in who this person is and what are their strengths, what are their weaknesses, what they should optimize, 
and potentiate further mm-hmm. what they should avoid and minimize certain things. Mm-hmm. And the sooner you know about all this, better it is going to be. In, back in India, every child who is born, we enter their date, place, and time of birth and create a Vedic horoscope or a Kundali uh, by a family astrologer mm-hmm. at some time. Mm-hmm. And that's not for fortune telling to a greater extent, but allowing the parents to know that whether he has more athletic ability or he has more skills about vocal music Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. playing a musical instrument Mm -hmm. or being a real uh, genius with with his math or academics or anything else. So it it allows your parenting skills to improve, allows you to find out what the potential in the child is Mm -hmm. and what environments that you can create to mobilize that, to Mm -hmm. further that further. Mm. Because the science of happiness that we see nowadays is totally based upon the environments that you create, Mm -hmm. the safety, the security, Mm -hmm. the parenting skills, Mm -hmm. how comforting it is. Okay, that's one point. Mm -hmm. And the set point that it creates into your mind, into your brain, that I was loved, I was nurtured, I I was taken care of or I was allowed, I was appreciated. All of those experiences Mm -hmm. early in the childhood creates an initial set point in your brain. And then you start doing activities supporting that set point, those those environments that you create, and slowly you optimize who you are. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you might have the potential, but the environment that you have created is not supporting that and you go into your shell and you're not able to function and live up to your potential. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So the the Vedic horoscope actually gives us a lot of insight in people and personalities mm-hmm. and how you can optimize that further. Mm-hmm. I love this. How has, how has um, your own life changed by like knowing your Vedic horoscope? Like, is there something that, because there's the medical component as well to the work that you do now, Um, So how has it like been, uh, you know, a gift to your own, you know, your own well-being and your own life and your own contribution to the world? Well, when I look at my horoscope and I I looked at that several times, even when I was born and raised in India in my early childhood and everything, it helped me choose a career based upon that because it it is not only what I was interested in, right? But also I realized why I was interested into some of these sciences. Okay, mm. So I was interested in medicine. But what type of medicine? The horoscope helped me understand that I would be more uh, happier if I chose to study and practice natural medicine. Okay, mm. That was one part. The second part, the horoscope showed me the potential that I'm a traveler. Okay, I have a, I'm a traveler and I have, to, I have to travel and I have to learn, teach and grow with that. And when I was invited in my early years with uh, with uh, His Holiness Maharshi Mahesh Yogi, who was the founder of the Transcendental Meditation Group, in the early days where me and Deepak met earlier, mm-hmm. uh, that is when I realized that this is not a coincidence because my horoscope says that I would be a traveler and I would be practicing and teaching what I'm doing. So maybe this is one more sign for me to leave. And even though I had never left India at that time, I didn't have a passport, I had never sat in an airplane, never spoke English at that time, I chose this path to go out and explore. And thereafter, it started 
connecting various different dots mm -hmm. for me to really look at my horoscope, look at all the different times and transition that I was going through and allowing me to really look at the quality of the Jupiter I had in my chart, mm. the quality of the Mars that was needed for me to be a little bit more adventurous in not worrying about what the future entails, mm -hmm. just, just go and do it without thinking and worrying about future a whole lot. Mm -hmm. So the planets give you the mentality of this guy, okay? Mm. And then if you do the actions supporting that, it optimizes that at the right time. Mm. So that actually gives you the, uh, the roadmap or the GPS, I would say. Mm -hmm. But something can give you a roadmap. The GPS can tell you, but still you have to walk or drive or get to that place. Is that right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You have to do the action That's to right. make it happen. So, it's, so the horoscope mm -hmm. is more like a GPS, a guidance. Mm -hmm. And that guidance propels you to do that. And if you believe in that and you do that, you see the results. Mm -hmm. Would you say that it's almost, we could use the metaphor of a garden? Like the horoscope shows us the kinds of seeds that we have in the garden of our mind, right? In our in our in our karmic garden, we should say. And by us knowing that these seeds exist in the garden of our mind, then it's up to us to take the right action by giving the correct amount of sunlight, the correct amount of water to these pre-existing seeds. Therefore, they can grow. Would you say that it's like we can work with that, metaphorically speaking? De definitely. It's a great metaphor because you need to create a conducive atmosphere. That's what you're talking about. Exactly. In, in sunlight, water, mm -hmm. soil, That's even right. protection from unwanted beasts around. That's right. Because those are some dark, shadowy habits that we have mm -hmm. that can damage our, our true nature and potential. And the chart can tell you that whether you have those strong shadows, which will be stronger at certain phases and stages in your life, mm -hmm. and how you can protect that. Mm -hmm. But the, the fun part is you still have to wait. We can put the seed, we can give the sunshine, but you have to wait for the right season for it to sprout and flower. Mm. Okay? You have to be patient. You have to be patient enough mm -hmm. to really trust and allow, keep on doing the right thing. People ask me the same question all the time. If I follow everything that you tell me today, will I be perfectly healthy for the rest of my life? Yeah. I said, you wish. Okay? <laughs> because the moment you stop doing that, nobody guarantees that. Would you maintain a state of perfect health or not? So all the rituals that you're doing, you have to do that. And it's a bit tricky because from an astrological uh, patterns, mm -hmm. you have the potential. You have some strength and weakness. We are all messed up in our own way. Mm -hmm. Is that right, sir? Mm -hmm. Exactly. <laughs> and so we all know that. For you to be aware of that these are my challenges, it's a great first step. Mm. To know your own limitations and your challenges is a great first step. Mm -hmm. And then to know your strengths, skill sets, and potentials and opportunities, mm -hmm. and to confidently face this and approach to the, those kind of uh, uh, room for growth is, is the second phase of it. Mm -hmm. It's like playing a, a deck of cards. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You may have certain cards, but you still have to make the right move to win the game. Is that right? That's right. And whatever your chart is that is handed out to you, mm -hmm. the time you were born, mm -hmm. the, the place that you chose to be born, mm -hmm. the parent that you chose to be born. Mm -hmm. But what you do with that, completely different. Maybe you are completely different than the, the other child that you grew up in the same family could be completely different. Mm -hmm. 
So destiny is to be supported by free will. Wow, destiny is to be supported by free will. Shit, we got you. Got to quote that shit, honey. You got to put that somewhere. That's good. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Keep going. Mm. And and as we as we look at a Vedic horoscope, especially from a medical astrology perspective, mm-hmm. you need to find out what are the areas in my life. And I see so many people who are having physical distress, autoimmune conditions, and variety of different problems. And the roots of that is very little to do with uh, they're eating bad foods or they're not exercising. It's coming from somewhere which they have no control. They are unhappy with the job that they're doing. They hate to see the face of their boss every morning. They're going through a very painful uh, marriage or a relationship that they cannot get out. Mm -hmm. They are going through a financial distress that they don't know how to figure it out. And technically, all of these problems will not go away. It's by knowing that how badly it is hurting you and affecting you, and it is bad enough to create a disease that is assuming a different proportion that we have no ICD code to circle or figure out Mm -hmm. and find out a different solution to lighten up that load. And people suddenly come out and start feeling healthy, vital, vibrant, energetic. Mm -hmm. And three months later, I tell them that look back, nothing has changed in your job. Nothing has changed in your relationship. But you're a different person now. Mm -hmm. And if I'm a different person now to deal with the same problem, that's the perfect thing. I change the lens and I see the world differently. Mm, So beautiful. You spoke earlier about the healing trauma. You said so many things. I'm like, oh, my God, I wish I had three hours to talk. But I'm going to focus on like what I know I need to hear. And I know the audience would love to hear. Um, You spoke about like one of the things that we have to do to heal trauma is forgiveness. And that's a huge part for me. What got me to go to India and Nepal and, you know, live in those parts of the world um, and study and, you know, with the, you know, the Indians for me are the most miraculous, iconic, wise people. Uh, And, you know, for those of you who don't know, the Buddha was, was, was an Indian man, you know, later on India, that part of India went to be Nepal. So then people think that the Buddha was Nepali, but he was Indian. Um, so we always have to pay homage to these incredible, you know, Indians who've paved the path for us. And now we're talking to to this prolific one in front of it's, us right it's, now. It's, a, it's an interesting correlation. Jesus Christ was Jewish. Mm-hmm. And then he created a religion which overtook Judaism and created Christianity. So mm-hmm. Gautam Buddha, was a Hindu who created Buddhism in a way which overtook Hinduism in the, in the globe. That's right. I love that you brought all this to the surface. <laughs> but tell me about, tell me about, I was saying all this to just kind of go back to, um, speak about the, to, to forgiveness. What got me to go to India, Nepal and do all these things was my inability to forgive. And that's something I always, I always, every guest that comes on the podcast, some way, somehow the word forgiveness always surfaces. Like, what do you, what is the role of forgiveness and, and like how has forgiveness been part of your own personal practice? It's huge. It's huge because there is, there is a, it is a positive emotion, okay? There's a sutra in Patanjali Yoga Sutra where you have to counterbalance certain emotions. So anger with love, fear with trust or faith, mm-hmm. okay? And forgiveness is the best thing to get over guilt or shame or anger and every other emotion which is negative in nature. 
because forgiveness empowers you. And the reason why we need to do that for our own selfish reason is to go beyond the exact trauma what is making it difficult for you to forgive mm-hmm. someone. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. Because, for example, if someone is being rude to me, if someone is being rude to me and I'm, I'm angry or upset or I feel that I have to blame them for what they said or how they said or what they said. But if I, if I allow myself to take a moment and understand that what is making this person so rude and so bitter, to not only misbehave with me, but misbehave with anyone who comes in contact with them. Mm-hmm. And if I start really paying attention to that, I would realize that something really problematic in this person's life, which is making them act this way or behave this way. Mm-hmm. And the moment I realize that, that whole anger toward that person almost shifts to some degree of compassion, that what can I do to help him heal from that? Mm. And the moment that thought comes to my mind, I don't feel that bad. I don't even have to forgive him for that, okay? Because because this is who he or she is. Mm-hmm. This is why they behave this way. And I'm just trying to not justify what they said, but trying to deeply understand why they have become this way. And what can I do to maybe ease their pain? Even if I'm not able to go out and fix them or help them ease their pain, but for me to even recognize that, takes the edge of this this whole mm-hmm. pain that I'm suffering from. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, and the moment that edge goes away and I replace that with a positive emotion, it's called as pratipaksha bhavana. Mm-hmm. You have to replace that with a different emotion. And the moment it comes, slowly it starts fading away. For example, a little raccoon or something is crossing the street and it gets on the on the road and one car goes and then it's smeared. 10 cars goes away and there's hardly any trace left. Every time we recollect the trauma, we relive the intensity. But if we go back to the person who is responsible for the trauma, because always there's some person involved or some uh, situation involved. Mm. And the moment you go back and you ponder about that, you can lighten that load so significantly. Writing is a good way. Self-reflective journaling is a good way. Talking talk therapy, counseling is another good way. Mm -hmm. But more importantly is the inner work, Mm -hmm. is the inner work of replacing the emotion. Mm -hmm. Because Mm -hmm. we have no choice. We can't say I'm going to meet every person in my life has to be good, nice, and spiritual and kind. You have, you can't. Mm -mm. Okay. Mm -mm. And and I'm going to tell you a Vedic secret for all this. Mm If. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. My inner environment is always affected by my outer environment, Mm -hmm. then I'm ignorant. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. If my inner environment is always affected by the outer environment, Mm -hmm. 
something good happened i am happy something bad happened i am unhappy something terrible happened i am depressed mm-hmm. because that environment is affecting my inner environment mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that i am ignorant mm-hmm. but if my inner environment is influencing my outer environment mm-hmm. then i am powerful mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. then i am influencing the outcome of every experiences before it goes in Mm. That's beautiful. I'm able to look and diffuse the intensity. It's as if that I'm creating a buffer to allow what needs to go in and wh- how it needs to go in. Wow. Can you give us I can be give us an example. Yeah, give us an example. Yeah, for example, so I'm stuck in a traffic jam. Mm-hmm. I'm stuck in a traffic jam and um I'm getting anxious I'm getting angry really pissed off why I'm stuck I have to get there I'm running out of time and things yeah I have a choice or I can just roll up my windows turn up my AC and play my favorite music for a few minutes and I can have a little vacation in the middle of nowhere okay I have a choice I can be this way or I can be this way mm-hmm. and since I have to have my inner environment to protect me because even if you go there it's going to be late and you're not going to get what is to be done mm-hmm. and you will be going there feeling really angry feeling really out of sorts and feeling unhappy about that situation mm-hmm. being stuck in traffic jam or i have the choice to really cool these things down mm-hmm. and probably allow myself to feel that i can slow down and mm-hmm. allow myself to feel a little bit more quiet and comfortable at this given time that's right so if my inner environment is shifting and we used to teach this class and i know you have a school mm-hmm. uh, which is wonderful i'm so proud of you thank you okay? we used to teach a class and we will teach that together sometime it's called as the art of metabolizing experiences mm. how to metabolize the experience mm-hmm. because everything needs to be metabolized and digested mm-hmm. like we digest food every experience need to be digested and metabolized mm-hmm. so if you digest and metabolize any experience with positivity with ojas with vitality then you feel good about it but if you ingest toxicity and create a toxic digestion of that experience then those things get stuck in the carpet of your body for a long 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 time mm, i love all of this oh my god so beautifully put thank you so much what happens if we don't forgive what is like um the the ancient science of of ayurveda has to say about the phys- the physiological component of the lack of forgiveness you become that you become the, you embody the person who hurt you mm. and you become that person mm. you slowly create toxicity that you have ingested and you are slowly shedding and losing your goodness to become one like that So there's actually a festival that's fierce that's fierce Dr. Suhas that's a that's a punch to the face everybody listening be, pay attention to this okay keep going this is so good and and we see that all the time all the events that we see around the world all the leaders that are fighting and things like that we go back and look at mm-hmm. who they are how they are why they say what they say how they say all of those are all amalgamation mm-hmm. of the experiences that they ingest and they become that mm-hmm. the person who behaved rudely with you and that made you angry and you become doubly rude 
Mm-hmm. You are becoming that person mm-hmm. slowly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You become bitter. Mm-hmm. You become narcissistic. Mm-hmm. You become unhealthy. Mm-hmm. You become toxic. You become snappy. You become grumpy, irritable, because it's just going in and out of you in a double rebound, rebound way. Mm-hmm. And if you're aware enough that you're not allowing this to go and you're not allowing that experience to ingest as is. Mm-hmm. We use this analogy of Shiva all the time in Vedic aphorism, okay? Mm-hmm. That you drink a poison and you convert into nectar. Mm-hmm. Whatever life experiences are, mm-hmm. you ingest sometimes impurities, mm-hmm. toxicity, good or bad experiences, right. bitter experiences. Mm-hmm. And if they allow you to become bitter and unhappy and unhealthy and grumpy, then you are not leading an enlightened life. You are becoming more contracted in your awareness. Mm -hmm. And the moment you diffuse that, you become more and more expanded in your awareness. Mm. And after you practice it for a life, for a while, it doesn't bug you anymore. That's right. You can literally have an experience, someone says good and bad things, and you just brush it away and move on. Mm -hmm. It doesn't go in anymore. Mm -hmm. It doesn't really change your inner state of equilibrium or equanimity, as we say. That's right. These are all powerful words to say, difficult to live. And what I like about you, you make it so fun. You make it so easy and so um, applicable. Thank you. Because because whoever traumatized you, whoever you are mad at, okay, you talk to them. You tell them that what you felt, how you felt, and you move on. Mm -hmm. You don't have to go and confront that person, mm-hmm. but you do it in your own way without without expressing it. Mm-hmm. Many times I tell my patients to write a letter to whoever that person is that you cannot forgive. Mm-hmm. I, I want you to write one, two, three page letter to that person that what that incident was, what that trauma was, what it happened, how many years it has happened, why it is bugging you why they said or what they did was inappropriate, Mm -hmm. how it is affecting you so far. Write every little detail with graphic details that you want to write. Read it once, twice, thrice. Light up a candle. Burn each paper and let it go. That's right. That's right. I love that you said this. And the moment you do that, Mm -hmm. and the moment you do that, you release intentions into the heavens. And you are lightening the scarring of that incidence. Mm -hmm. And you are empowering that because you are able to forgive and you become empowered and a stronger magnet in this reaction. Mm -hmm. People with rude behavior who who are making you upset or rude or angry are demagnetizing you. You are losing your magnetism. You are losing your self-esteem. You are losing your self-confidence. You are losing your ability to manifest joy and happiness in your life Mm -hmm. because you are stuck in that state which constantly leeches you out of your magnetism. Mm. And as you forgive them, you remagnetize your life. You start attracting abundance more easily. You start attracting positive experiences more easily. Mm you start manifesting opportunities more easily. Mm -hmm. So if you want to be more successful, more happier in life in attracting every abundance that you want, 
you have to let go of that. Just for your own selfish reason, you need to forgive people. Otherwise, you'll be stuck. Mm -hmm. And their purpose is solved. Mm -hmm. Whoever that person, their motive was to hurt you. Mm -hmm. And their job was done 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. But you have been hurting yourself for the last 20 years. Mm, this is so beautiful. I love that you... I love, I love the emphasis on forgiveness as like the gateway to magnetism, as like the gateway to, to a happy life. Um, this is like, this was, forgiveness was the, the, the catalyst to everything that, I, that I've been able to do. I say to people all the time, like, forgiveness has been the nectar for me to be where I'm at today. And a lot of people are resisting over it. They, they think it's like we're giving them a gift, but the truth is you're giving yourself a gift, you know? There's, there's a special day in India, mm -hmm. okay? The Sanskrit word for forgiveness is called it's Kshama. Kshama is K-S-H-A-M-A, -A, Kshama. Kshama. It's an interesting word, mm -hmm. Kshama. And there's a specific day in the Vedic calendar where you look back and reflect upon last one year and look at all the different people and experiences that you have had in this year. And you actually write a personal note about what you felt wow and you are forgiving them and you are begging a forgiveness to all those people it starts with you begging forgiveness first mm -hmm. okay if knowingly or unknowingly mm -hmm. physically mentally or verbally if i have hurt you or injured you in any shape way or form i beg forgiveness mm -hmm. for that and I wish you the same. I forgive you for whatever interaction that we have had, however good or bad I had felt. I forgive you. And I would like to restart our relationship in a new manner. Mm. And this is done to even professional relationship. It could be your accountant. It could be your doctor. It could be your neighbor. It could be some mm -hmm. some counselor or anything that people that you have in your life mm -hmm. if you look back technically speaking there are 20 30 important people that you talk to in a given year that That's regularly right. you come in contact That's with right. and if you are able to erase those things and all those people are on the same vibratory length that you forgive them they forgive you then mm -hmm. your life becomes really easy going thereafter Mm -hmm. And it's a it's a festival annually that you can celebrate. I am and you don't wow you and awe. This is like wild to me that the Indian. See, that's what I'm saying. Indian civilization is so advanced. Like the fact that there is a forgiveness holiday. Like, excuse me, this is wild. Well, there's another way to look at it, and um, there's a technical Sanskrit word for it, but I'll try to simplify that. It doesn't really fit the bill perfectly. But as if those people have put shackles on you because of whatever the rude behavior or anger or trauma that inflicted upon you. That's right. It's as if that shackle mm -hmm. is holding you to move freely anytime thereafter. And if you want to free those shackles, you have to forgive them and free. You must have heard the word bandhan. Bandhan means trapping mm -hmm. or or getting stuck. Mm -hmm. You use the word stuck a lot. Mm -hmm. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Stuck because you can't move and you are you are kind of kind of handcuffed to that experience and you are into the shackles. And to break the shackles is comes with forgiveness. It's easy to say forgiveness. Okay. It's easy to be mean and say that I will never forgive you 
in my life. And that's the height of stupidity when you say that. If you hear yourself saying that, I will never forgive you for this for the rest of my life, just think about it, what you're saying and why you're saying Mm -hmm. this. It means that you choose to be in the shackles of this experience for the rest of your life. So true. No one needs that. No one needs that. Thank you for saying. Thank you for the emphasis on forgiveness. I love this. What is there? Is there an experience in your personal life that forgiveness played a huge role? Is there like a specific circumstances that you said, "Wow, this is the nectar for me to move forward." For me, it was the business partners that I had in my first company when I was in the fashion magazine. Uh, two of my best friends slash business partners bought me out of the company that I had brought them in to work with with me on. And then at some point they decided that I was no longer part of it. The betrayal of that was what was what got me to enter. It was like erupted the suicidal ideation, addiction, anxiety, all the things that I had to battle with for, for years. Uh, and then when I started to, to meditate, to engage with the inner silence, change perspective, release the partial view, open to the wide view, um, learn about compassion, learn about forgiveness, all this stuff. That's when... I was like, oh, okay, the nectar to that experience is to really focus on forgiving them. Uh, and never, I never actually got the opportunity to tell them and speak to them directly. It was, it was what you said. It was like doing between me and me. It was between me and my inner world. It was about me going to that, to that painful memory and sprinkling the forgiveness glitter on it. And, and so, but doing it regularly, it became like a, a, a almost like a daily ritual. At some point it, the memory when surfaced my mind again, it had no hold. I was no longer trapped by it. My nervous system was no longer, um, you know, inflamed by it. It was just kind of like a passing cloud, you know, going, okay, cool. And, and that's when I knew that the work had been, was actually working when I was no longer hooked by those painful memories because of my discipline and devotion to forgiveness. So I wanted to ask you, what is there a specific circumstance in your life that like forgiveness was like the nectar to 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 the next stage of your personal evolution? Numerous times, mm. numerous times. Since I'm I'm not a saint, okay. Uh, I'm a human being who will be upset, who will be angry, who will feel sad, who will feel depressed. But I used to feel those spells much longer time, and that period has become shorter and shorter as I'm becoming wiser i would say mm-hmm. okay and many times uh, i have been duped many times because of some petty financial gains and uh, when i when i look back even at that moment that happened 10 15 years ago mm-hmm. i looked back and said why did this person behave this way and the answer was money okay if it is money then why should i be losing the peace of my mind mm-hmm. okay and I allowed that financial settlement. This is what you want. This is what you get. I really don't need to worry about this. I'm getting less. I'm, mm-hmm. I feel that you are cheating clearly, but I don't really have to confront this mm-hmm. or lose my sleep on this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I let it go. And that relationship became normalized afterwards. And we are back on cordial terms. And we love to talk and hang out together once in a while. Mm-hmm. but. One thing happened thereafter, mm. that if I realize that this person is not good enough at a spiritual wavelength for me to work with or to hang out with, then I minimize those interactions. I steer clear of those people. Mm. If a person hurts you once, 
it's their mistake. But if the same person hurts you twice or thrice, it's your mistake. Because you haven't learned a lesson how to deal with that to a certain extent mm -hmm. and how to protect yourself. Mm -hmm. Yes, I, I did lose some money, but that's done. That's gone. I now have a peace of mind and I don't have to deal with him mm -hmm. or that situation anymore. Mm -hmm. And I can really move on differently and figure out and choose the people that I want to work with mm -hmm. or I want to deal with. Mm -hmm. And this happens really, really often, okay? And the sooner you look beyond, sometimes they feel insecure, sometimes they feel threatened, intimidated, sometimes it's money, sometimes it's thinking that you are doing something that I don't want or I don't have control over you, sometimes it's a control issue. The moment you look beyond that experience, it's always something that you will find the reason for that. Mm -hmm. And the moment that reason is clear, you minimize and address and augment that reason to a certain extent. And you can normalize and patch up that relationship without breaking it forever. Mm -hmm. I love this. Because life is all about expansion of happiness. Mm -hmm. Life is not having 30 people who are sworn enemies around you. There's no purpose to have that kind of a thing. That's not your accomplishment. Your life is counted by how many friends, how many well-wishers, how many people talk nicely about you. Even if they don't talk nicely about you, they should not feel hostility or anger or hurt towards you. Mm, thank you for that. That's so beautiful. And I've been I've been doing a lot of research about the 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 the, the, the process of dying and death. And um, you know, in my lineage, in Vajrayana Buddhism, it's a lot of preparation. You live your life almost in preparation for the or for death. And and what you're saying about this legacy of like, you know, how people speak about you, how you make other people feel. And this is so much of this research that I'm finding, you guys, everyone listening, like living a good life is 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 creating these these connections to people. So much of our happiness. I'm, I'm glad you, know, you said that. I, so much of our happiness coming from this. That. Yeah. Because death is not you die once, you die moment to moment. Mm -hmm. Okay. Every moment is death. Some part of it is gone. That's right. Okay. Every night you go to sleep and you still wake up, isn't it? You are doing a dress rehearsal of dying every night. And you still showed up next day. Mm -hmm. So it is it is something that you're dying. And I would like to end our conversation with this age-old Vedic Shanti Mantra, mm -hmm. which summarizes everything that we have said so far. Okay? Please. Asatoma Sadgamaya, Tamasoma Jyotirgamaya, Mrityorma Amritam Gamaya. Asatoma Sadgamaya means lead us all from untruth to the eternal truth. Mm -hmm. What it means is that every experience is not completely true. Mm -hmm. There's only partial truth in every experience. Whatever meets your eyes is still not real. Mm. Develop a habit of connecting with the real truth, not just go with the partial truth. And especially with people, trauma, anger, hurt, guilt, it's even more and more partial mm -hmm. because your point of view hurts you more than their perspective mm -hmm. or their point of view. Mm -hmm. 
So when we say lead us from untruth to the real truth is giving people benefit of doubt. That's right. Not allowing to live into that partial truth and hurt yourself for that. So slowly move toward the real truth. Asatoma sadgamaya. Tamasoma jyotirgamaya. Lead us all from the dullness and the darkness of ignorance to the radiant light of knowledge. Mm. Because it's the shadowy part. That's right. You're grappling in the dark. What what is happening? The past, the trauma, mm -hmm. something that has already happened is is all darkness to a certain extent. Mm -hmm. And the only way to erase the darkness is to bring in light. That's right. The light of knowledge, mm -hmm. the radiant light of knowledge. The more knowledgeable you become, the more easily you are able to heal the trauma, forgive people, and move away from it. Mm -hmm. Through meditation, through scriptures, through satsanga, through books, through mm -hmm. people like you who are going to guide, help them in a variety of different techniques and tools possible. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And learning, because they can come to your school, my school, any school, what they want. But they are doing self-study. What it is important, is that right? That's right. They're not going to school and mugging up, doing something for the certification. These are all self-study tools. Mm -hmm. You are studying about yourself. Mm -hmm. So, tamasoma jyotirgamaya. The only way to deal with that darkness is to bring the radiant light of knowledge. By your self-study, you become so powerful that you are able to shed light on all the dull, dark corners of your life in the past. And avoid those things in the future. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And the last and the most important thing is Mrityorma Amritam Gamaya. Mm. Lead us all from mortality to immortality. Because the biggest lie, as Buddha said, is about the fear of death and dying. There's no such thing as that. Mm -hmm. Okay, If we are nothing but energy which is moving in specks and dots in the cosmic field in terms of a quantum space as we call we are just cosmic dust mm -hmm. and that cosmic dust is just constantly being created recreated destructed reshaped reformed it's a big recycling what we have mm -hmm. so the body is not completely true Mm -hmm. The life force, what drivers of the engine, mm -hmm. is allowing us to rise above and understand the mortality of the body, which is not completely true. Mm -hmm. Whether you're three feet under, you're still converting your cells and tissues and molecules to something else. That's what it is going on. Mm -hmm. Or you're cremated and you're smoked into ashes. You're just recreating something else from the same thing. Mm -hmm. So... Mrityorma Amritam Gamaya. So fear of death and dying needs to be dispelled by truth, honesty, sincerity, and constant desire to learn and grow mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and be active mm -hmm. and make this self-study, self-care ritual practices mm -hmm. as a way of living mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and find peace and joy and happiness and giggle and laugh. Don't be too serious. There's no real reason to be serious or to be bogged down by anything. And every person which, which we know that who is, who is close to evolution is laughing nonstop. Mm -hmm. They're giggling like little 
ch- child mm-hmm. with lot of innocence mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. without any fear without any pressure mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's all possible shed the burden mm-hmm. enlighten up mm-hmm. yeah realize that Life you're not a burden you're not a burden i think a lot of people think that they are a burden that they are innately broken innately bad innately deficient ah oh, i'm so glad you're speaking about this like lighten the fuck up well the first step for enlightenment is to lighten up <laughs> yes 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 i know we have to go um i i did have one question two questions actually real quick you spoke briefly about um that we chose our parents that we chose our place of birth in in buddhist uh in the buddhist philosophy is the same that you based based on your previous life and your previous incarnation you do choose your your mom and dad and place of birth because they are the perfect soil the perfect uh, environment for you to to in in a work on your shadow and also work on your on your enlightenment is that the same in vedic well it's it's all coming from the same philosophy that's right okay it's 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 not just the previous life it's several life before it's all a circle it's a continuum mm. okay you are just choosing your parents and your living situations to burn certain amount of karma and do activity and assume a different state of being to recreate the second phase the third phase the fourth phase and things like that so it's more like a continual circle of evolution as we call it okay i love that last question uh what does it mean to be spiritually sassy to you to be light mm. to be active mm-hmm. to be easy going mm-hmm. to be funny. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my goodness. Dr. Suhas. Because uh, because the word mm. the word sassy means to be alive, is that right? That's right. To be alive, yeah. to be joyful, mm-hmm. to be full of spirit. Mm-hmm. To not give a fuck. You have no Yeah. Yeah, you have no other choice but to enjoy the given moment. No other choice. Mm-hmm. So I think I think be there, be present, enjoy your life to the fullest and Mm-hmm. the mantra is whatever happens you are you're there for it mm-hmm. you're you're looking at it and you are you are trying to justify it. Mm-hmm. without without disrupting your innate fabric of your body your body your physical health is still the vehicle that takes you there mm-hmm. it's a tool it's a tool you need to keep that tool refined and pure mm-hmm. and so If you need any help from my side they can always mm-hmm. look up drsuhas.com or they can go to ayurvedichealing.com which is my website mm-hmm. to schedule a consult for medical astrology I do this with many people and as I said that I wrote this wonderful book on the art and science of vedic counseling mm-hmm. by David with David Frawley and uh, myself so we actually Uh, talk a lot about uh, life guidance and looking at your life on a spectrum scale and guiding you where you stand and what can you do mm-hmm. to take it to the next level mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. whatever we can do to continue our discussion mm-hmm. forward i really really enjoyed this moment i feel as if i know you well deep down and as if we have been together chatting for many lifetimes together and many more to come yes thank you thank you and guys i have to tell you I had a moment of crisis a few months ago. What was it that we talked December? I don't even remember. Exactly. We don't but want it, to hold on to anything. That's right. 
forget the time, but I had a moment that I was just like wobbly and crunchy and full of doubt. And I was like, Dr. Suhas, I need, I need a consultation. I got into the call and he just read me in the most beautiful, delicious, healing way. And I left the session feeling so empowered, so in my game. So I cannot recommend your work enough. So go, I'm going to put the links uh, to all of the places you can find Dr. Suhas in the show notes and uh, give yourself the gift of, of speaking to somebody who can actually really, you know, open your eyes to, to understand yourself more fully. So thank you so much, Dr. Suhas. Thank you, sir. All the best. Keep up the good work. Thank you. You too.